and realizing that, you know, as much as while you're in those challenging times and while you're in that suffering, you kind of just want it to end. It's also that very suffering that makes you the person that you are um, in this moment. You're listening to Chats with Kat, where I catch up with my fellow millennials every week to share their journey of self-actualization, overcoming fear, and paving the way for a soul's purpose to shine through. Let's start that right here, right now. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chats with Kat. I am here with a highly requested guest, my boyfriend, Frank. What up? So I know that I said this season I was going to be on the show by myself, but recently I put out a poll and on Instagram, and it seems like a lot of you really wanted to hear me talk more about relationships and uh, how I navigate my relationship, and I figured... The best way to do this would be to bring on the person I am in a relationship with. So here we are. What we decided to talk about today is still going to tie into the general theme of this season, which is mental health and creativity. Particularly in this conversation, we will be talking about how Frank and I navigate supporting each other through our ups and downs and how we support our how we support each other in our mental health journey whatever that may look like on whatever specific day and so we we started talking a bit before we we began recording and we realized that there are some things that both of us tend to do for each other when we seem off and when we're starting to see that um, the other person needs our help so I'm hoping that by us sharing this, it can maybe help you. And, you know, if you're in a relationship and you find any of these things helpful, maybe bringing it up as something that you want to integrate or, you know, try out in some way in your own relationship. How does that sound to you, babe? No, I think that that's good. Let's do Frank it. was picking the lint off of his pants. Are you here with me, babe? Yeah, baby. I was, I was zoning in. Have, <laughs> it's just, you know... It's different strokes for different folks. <laughs> so Frank hasn't been on the show or like recorded anything in a very long time. And before we started recording, he just seemed like he was like completely out. Like he was like falling asleep on the couch. And I was like, yo, we need to record this right now. I was meditating. He's, that's, <laughs> that's what he said. But I wish y'all could have seen because he was really not all here. But anyway, so babe, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. I think that's a good it's a good starting place yeah. to accuse me of being asleep before starting <laughs> the podcast. It's really this feels like a very safe space <laughs> now. Thank you. So, you know, I think I've briefly talked about how last year was a very challenging year for me in terms of me feeling very disconnected from myself and going through a lot of different lessons at the same time and just like really diving deep into my mental health journey because I felt like I had to. I didn't really have a choice. And you were along for that. And um, I, I really want to talk about how it is that you and I relate to each other 
when we're living in the same space and we're living life and when we're coexisting and living life together um, and we are trying to navigate the difficulties and the complexities and the nuance of life and trying to figure it all out. In what ways did you experience me trying to make sense of taking control of my thoughts and my emotions and what was it like for you to watch me explore this new I guess priority in my life well I guess I mean for me it was interesting because I feel like a lot of this has sort of been or at least it was kicked off by like me going through my journey with mental health where I feel like a lot of your journey was almost like you had to like start doing it um, to sort of find some balance in your life because I was going through a dark period um, and you had to be around me every day and and deal with that. So for me, it was tough to watch you go through your journey at first because I almost felt like I was the cause of your suffering as well as my own suffering. So it was a lot to... Um, experience it was a lot to watch Um, and I think over time I feel like as my mental health got better and also as I was as our lives weren't so intertwined I feel like your mental health improved also Um, so it's interesting because it's like I think we both were going on our own journeys of mental health but I, I think an important sort of noticing through all of it is how dependent our well-being is on each other mm-hmm. being mentally well, mm-hmm. right? And it's sort of, um, for me, it's like funny how like, I don't know, I feel like it's hard to prioritize mental wellness sometimes when there's just a lot of like things going on in life or whatever. But it's, I feel like it's easier to prioritize when I take you into account also in my mental health, like in terms of the reasons why I'm doing it, right? So it's like, for whatever reason, it feels harder to show up for yourself and it feels easier to show up for yourself plus other people. Namely, for me, it's you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was a big noticing. Yeah, I think that, you know... Oftentimes, this is the part about relationships that people gloss over when they talk about their partnerships or their experiences. Like, what happens when one of you is not good? How does that how does that affect the other person? And I think it's something that could be very isolating sometimes when you're in a relationship and you're going through that because to talk to people about that is it's still kind of taboo it's mental health talking about mental health in general still stigmatized but the layer of it being like my partner's going through something and I'm going through something and seeking help or wanting to talk to people in that way I don't think people know how to navigate that and I think because of that a lot of times we tend to just like keep it inside but I think that that um that conversation about how we interact and how when one person is struggling how that impacts the other person is something really important to talk about because you know relationships it's not always a linear 
experience it's not always gucci it's not always like cute you know we we are living life and things happen and this part is really interesting in terms of how to how to actually navigate that without it destroying a relationship and then how do you rebuild after and then also just a general conversation of the how normal is it to go through these things with your partner I'm curious to know how you now think about this in our relationship. Did this ever come up for you in the past? Is this ever something that you thought about? How I impact your well-being and how in turn maybe you impact my well-being? I I don't personally remember a time where I felt like it was as pertinent or like as obvious as it was last year. Well, I think for me, it's more of a question of how can we be there for each other's well-being. And I think it's interesting because I feel like we show up differently for each other. And then we also expect different things from each other. And we also, I think because of like our different upbringing and different experiences, like in different personalities, we also naturally gravitate towards certain um, versions of care and then also certain aversions to care. Hmm, Tell me more. Um, And by that, I mean, like as an example, I think it's interesting how for you, your initial reaction, like when I'm off, like there's definitely things that you do that really helped me like being um, nurturing and also providing perspective. Like I think oftentimes I'll share how I'm feeling and then you'll provide like another way of looking at something. And I find that to be really helpful, but I feel like the thing that you'll naturally do is sort of get quiet and remove yourself. And I think that's, you've shared with me that that's something that, that you've sort of done your whole life where it's like when, like when things are off or whatever, it's like, we'll just let the person sort of be by themselves and like, they'll come to you when they need something. And like, for me, I've, I've sort of like do the opposite where I want to like go. I want someone to like come towards me and like step in and be like, well, like, how are you doing? And like, whatever. So that's which is what you do to me. And it's really helpful, Exactly, but it comes naturally to you. And to me, I've always, in the context of growing up and all of that, like my mom always just like, let's diffuse everybody walk away and then we'll come back later when everybody's level-headed. And you've always been like, let's talk about it right now, even whatever you're feeling, like whether you're happy, sad, mad, whatever, don't don't walk away. This is the right time to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like a very particular lesson and that was a new thing that I think I still find myself still learning because it's I'm going against my wiring you know and it took me a while to realize that as I left you alone it actually made you feel worse right and that's the thing also about relationships is like you just we have to learn each other we have to learn what makes the other person feel soothed and comforted and supported when they're not feeling okay and that could look so different for everybody right like Sometimes I'll come in through the door 
and I've had a long ass day and you want to give me a long hug and you want to talk and all that. But what I really need is just to go to the shower and not talk. And I think in the beginning, I think the first few times when we were living together and that happened, it it kind of threw you off. And then you realize like, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with me. It has to do with the fact that she's needs to soothe herself and like mm-hmm. get back to regulating her body and her mind. And then she'll be able to be present with me. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, I think that brings up an interesting sort of meta point as well, where I think earlier on in the relationship or in our relationship, it's easier to contextualize everything like it's easy it's easier to contextualize your partner's mood as something that has to do with you yeah right and i think it took a while and i think i'm still trying to figure out but it's obviously much more clear now that when you're feeling off or your mood isn't uh you know perfect or whatever that it's not always a reflection of something to do with us and oftentimes it has nothing to do with us it's it's more that you're in a certain headspace and you either and then it's about so it's first about understanding that it's not about us and then it's about trying to discern what's the ne- what's the best thing that I can do should I give you space should I you know be nurturing should I ask questions um, should I provide advice and oftentimes it's like I think being explicit in just asking like what would be best and helpful and then of course like i think it becomes starts to become secondhand with certain things where like like you know i could definitely center energy um you know when you need to decompress or like even earlier today and i think um part of the reason we even wanted to have this conversation about this is like you know noticing your frustration with certain things that you're working on and stepping in and just being like, hey, like, take a break mm-hmm. and like, let's let's like diffuse this. Yeah, I think that that's that's something that's uh, so special about being in a relationship and a partnership and having a friendship with somebody who can start to see when you're not being yourself or when you're operating in a way that's not best for your overall overall well-being. Like for me earlier, I've, I've I realized I need to update my website. I haven't updated it in at least a year and anytime I have to do anything with website development coding anything tech related it makes me overwhelmed but I was doing that earlier and I was also really sleepy and so the 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 combination of doing something I already don't really like to do plus being tired is gonna lead to a shitty outcome and Frank walked over and kind of just saw me like that I was like why don't you just take a nap like, why don't you just take a nap? I was like, no, like, I need to. And he was like, why don't you just take a nap? And I needed that push to be like, you need to step away from this because this is not good for you right now. And you're not going to do anything productive right now. But if left to my own devices, I would have stayed there. I probably would have made a cup of coffee and forced myself to stay up. And instead, you know, I have somebody on the outside looking and being like, this isn't the best um, decision for you right now. Let, let me corral you into... Uh, a safe little place for you to take a nap and that's just one example but we could do that for each other in so many different ways yeah and I think it's it's interesting because as we get to know each other and as we trust each other more we can be a barometer for each other and we can it's like sort of like bumper rails right like it's like as you as either of us are going out of bounds we can sort of 
the other person can be the person that says, Hey, and you said like outside looking in, right? Like, like, Hey, maybe you should like take it easy or, Hey, let's talk or, Hey, you know, this, this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're starting to tap into that, but it's obviously also complex. So I think it's something that over time we'll start to gain a deeper understanding of each other. And then as we have those additional frames of viewing each other, we can reel, reel each other back in mm-hmm. on different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think that's really, um, powerful and it's nice that i feel like we're starting to be able to lean on each other in that way yeah because you know i think part of it is that you have to be vulnerable and you have to trust that the other person is seeing you and really wants the best for you and isn't telling you what you should do because they want to demean you or they're making fun of you for feeling the way that you're feeling and that takes a certain level of vulnerability because I think at first for me there were times where you would tell me things like I think you should do this or you would try to give me advice and I would get defensive thinking that you were trying to tell me what to do when in reality you just wanted me to be better but I had to get out of that state of mind of being defensive and thinking that I had to prove something to you to then be able to receive the love that came through the form of you just looking out for me or you know, advising me to do something that I couldn't see for myself. And I think that that's something that is very insidious a lot of times, how sometimes we reject help and, you know, care in that way because it's not exactly what we think we should be doing or the package it should come in when in reality, sometimes we don't do the, we don't make the best decisions for ourselves and people that love us and care about us will try to guide us in that direction. Mm -hmm. And, that was something that I had to learn. Like when you would tell me things, my initial reaction would be like, no, I know what I'm doing. And then I learned like, hey, there's a reason that he's saying that. Well, and I think Maybe also listen. on the flip side of that, I also learned that there's times when you come to me and you're just looking for someone to hold space for you mm-hmm. as opposed to give you advice. Yeah, there's also that And part. that was important for me to realize because I think, I think my uh, sort of natural movement is that when I see you frustrated or hurting or whatever I want to like tell you something that's going to make it better and sometimes it's like that's not what you're looking for you're looking to just to just speak and feel um, heard and feel held Mm -hmm. and that was important to start discerning like it's not always just about saying something smart or Mm -hmm. saying the right answer it's it's also about listening and asking questions and and then also being able to discern what scenario you're in which is pretty nuanced and yeah not exactly clear and yeah i think sometimes we also as people in relationships have to realize that like we are not the we don't have the answers to everything and we're not going to have the solution in every single situation like sometimes all we need to do in certain moments is listen or sometimes we need to guide our partner towards reading a book or being like hey have you checked out this podcast or maybe stepping back in a way that's not so um i don't want to say intrusive because i don't want to i don't want to make it seem like it's without um without being welcomed but i guess giving our partners a space to navigate it and not intrude on the journey that they're on but that can be difficult sometimes when you're living with somebody because you just want things to be better especially because it is impact, impacting your space and the way that the things are flowing with your energy but 
I think that's a particular, you know, um, complexity that we have to learn. And it's something that comes through conversation and um, like just having to learn through lessons that it's not it's not always going to be the same formula as we go through different things as life challenges us in different ways. Sometimes I think sometimes things that have worked in the past will not necessarily work in the moment. And that's why I think it's always so critical for us to try to dive into the specifics of what's actually happening instead of getting comfortable with just having an umbrella solution for any one thing just because we've been together for a while or just because we've seen certain thing patterns pop up. Like it's not always so simple. Um and that is something that I think I started to have to learn because sometimes it would sound like you, you were telling me that you had the same problem when in reality it wasn't the same problem anymore. And I would give you certain advice and you'd be like, you're not actually listening to me because I was saying the thing that I had said before and it wasn't the thing that you needed because I wasn't fully present in the new problem, you know, because as human beings, we have patterns and sometimes things will reoccur again where it's like, you know, we've been here before. And then there's other times where it seems like it, but it's not. And I think that's um, an interesting, you know, avenue that can kind of spawn out of like the general conversation about how we take care of ourselves and what it means to be well. Well, to your point, I think, I think said a different way. It's like, as you have a story about your partner, your partner becomes that story. That's so, so true, yeah. So as you, you have a narrative in your head, you start to just create a caricature of who your partner is and what bothers them and what they care about and and that sort of thing. And I think in that caricature building, you miss a lot of nuance to your partner. And, and, and both like in the sense of like the small nuances within like their, their mental health and the things they're working through, but then also on the in the, th- the ways in which they're beautiful and unique. And um, I think that's really important too, is to not minimize each other with, and it's like, like you said, like it's hard to do because as you're living a life together and as you're living together and as you experience each other a lot, you do experience patterns of each other. But if you reduce yourselves down to the patterns, you, you zero out the, the person right and the personality you know it requires patience it requires patience that's that's really what I'm hearing and I'm I feel like is coming through me is that being in a relationship with somebody that you care about and navigating this journey of helping them get better or feel better in their moment in their dark moments and knowing what that looks like in certain moments it, it's a trial and error a lot of times. It's not always so straightforward and it isn't you, like sometimes we don't really know what we want or what we need and you have to ask questions or maybe you get it wrong the first time and it makes it a little worse and then you have to go back and fix it. You know, it's, I guess, yeah, that's the ge- like the, the general th- message I want to get across is that it isn't easy. It is complicated. It is nuanced. But if you approach it with tenderness and care and curiosity, I think that ultimately we know how to, we'll figure out a way to make life easier for each other and further every further each other on our journeys, you know? And I think that's something that everybody listening who's in a relationship or, you know, looks forward to being in a relationship can 
take into account when thinking about this because I don't know it's I just really don't feel like there's there are enough couples and people and relationships talking about what this looks like you know we only really see the beautiful pictures and when people are okay but what does it look like when people are going through shit and how do you figure it out and how do you not break up or you know how do you navigate that so that the, the whole relationship doesn't crumble and um I guess I want to just know if you have any any things that come to mind that you think you do well and I'm here to attest to anything that you say but anything that you do well for me when you see that I'm going through things that you think people listening could take and implement sure and just to react to what you said about how it takes patience you know, I think like the boots on the ground description of patience is like, yo, it's really hard sometimes. Yeah. Especially when you're both going through, um, you know, your own sort of mental health battles as well as, you know, the intertwinement of those mental health battles. And, and it's not easy. And I think what gets you through is uh, feeling like it, it's worth it to get through. Right. That it's yeah. that it's that it is that important that that, you know. Like, how do you not break up and it through a hard time? It's in realizing that the most important thing that you have is the relationship. Yeah. And I think um, that's really important. But I think, yeah, it is It is hard. And that's why patience is required because it's challenging. Yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, what was your question? <laughs> what are the ways that you think you help me? when I'm going through things or you know what we could do this reverse I can tell you the ways that you make me feel better when I'm going through things okay and then you tell me the ways that I show that I show up for you and that I make you feel better okay I think that makes more sense okay so I feel like the ways that you help me most when I'm going through things is that you are really um intuitive and I think that oftentimes, even if it's the slightest thing, you'll just check in and be like, hey, are you okay? And I think that a lot of times when you catch me in those moments, I'm not even re- I'm not even ready to acknowledge that I'm going through something with myself. And that's why you even make fun of me how like typically I'll be like, yeah, everything's fine. And then you ask me the second time, like in some other version in that conversation, and then I open up. And I think that's like a, a superpower a lot of times because you can tell when I'm in my head, when before I even see what's happening. And I think it's really cool to have somebody just like looking out like that and to just stop me in my tracks and to challenge me because it's really helpful. You save me from wasting so much time sometimes. And then, you know, sometimes you, you'll candidly just tell me like, yeah, I think that's full of shit. Like you need to get out of your head and just keep it moving. And then there's other times where, where I really think something is is going on and you affirm that and you get you validate that like I'm not crazy you know so I think that's something that's really helpful I think that when you do listen to me you are very attentive I think you're really good at making sure that before you ask me if something is wrong you are ready to receive whatever may come and you're not ever in the middle of something and if you are like you'll stop which I think is really mindful and it's really thoughtful and I think that 
in general, you have just been supportive of me, you know, seeking out help. Like, I couldn't afford therapy in the beginning, and you were helping me out with therapy. And I think that just as a general rule, you've always been selfless in the context of knowing that you can't always help me with things and that you don't want to pretend like you know everything and that you want to help me get whatever help I need to get in order to feel better even if that means that it's somebody else and I think that that's very selfless and I think that that's very encouraging because you also help me feel like I am encouraged to seek out support in a holistic way you know and it's not codependent we are, you and I aren't codependent in that way where I know I can go to you but I am you are not the only source of help for me and you don't want to be the only source of help for me and I think that's very liberating I think that that is healing in a lot of ways for me as I deal with my earlier childhood codependent um, habits I guess and I think that you're just really great at honoring my love language which is just quality time with quality time for me I think so much is helped and healed and nourished and you know what makes me feel better and you are quick to just try you know you don't have an ego when it comes to my well-being you just want to see me be better and I think that that's very encouraging and that's um something that has helped me a lot even when you're not good you're still trying to figure out how to make me feel better which is crazy but also very very um cool yeah thanks for sharing all those things yeah um should i yes you go so i'm saying how you help me yeah okay i think i was touching on these earlier but um I think the biggest one for me is when I'm in my head about something and I ask you if I could like, if like you could talk and I just share how I'm feeling and then you sort of provide your perspective on it. And it's interesting because like there's always part of me that knows like the thoughts that are in my head are just like unfounded and sort of just intrusive. And then there's just something really helpful about being able to have somebody to like say it out loud to, but it's also really helpful to have someone like you who is sort of like telling me how it is and giving me a new perspective that isn't just like be positive. Everything's going to like be okay. And I think like, I appreciate that from other people, like my family and friends and stuff like, where it's like, oh, don't don't worry about any of that. And I feel like your perspective is is a bit more real where it doesn't necessarily invalidate how I feel, but it also like gives me a better way of viewing something, right? Or almost like confirmation that, hey, that other view is 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 probably more valid than than these thoughts that you're having. Which is really powerful. And then you know, I think the other thing that you do really well is just like you're very nurturing. Like I think it's taken me a while to even be comfortable with the idea of like, like being held or being supported, you know, by a woman, like being so vulnerable with you. Um, but like, I've found that to be very nurturing. Like when I'm 
in my head or when I'm going through something and it's like, yeah, I just like need you right now. Right. To like, just be with me and hold me and, you know, be here with me, even if we're not even going to say anything to each other. Uh, So I think that's another way that, that I feel like you're really good when it comes to me. Thanks for sharing that, babe. Of course. Yeah. I think, I guess my, my goal with this episode is just to a, you know, I guess provide a lens and a window for people to kind of, you know, hear this conversation. Can we do the, um, can we do maybe things that we would want from each other that we don't, that we don't currently do? Like, do you want to say like maybe, maybe things I could do better or things that you feel like you need that I don't provide you? Um, I don't know if you have any off the top of your head. Yeah, I don't have, I honestly don't have any off the top of my head right now. And I'm not saying that just to save face with the people listening. I really can't think of any. But do you have any that come to mind? Um, not really. Um, I think. I think the only one, and like we were talking about this earlier, is just like the. Like I do, I do, I don't, I don't want. Like if I need space, I'll tell you I need space. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather you assume, and I think you're getting better at this, but I'd rather you assume that, like, I want you to mm-hmm. be close to me mm-hmm. when I'm going through something mm-hmm. as opposed to doing the opposite. Mm-hmm. But that, we, I mean, we've talked about that one before. Though. Yeah. That's the, really the only thing that comes to mind. Okay. I just don't know if you had any. I feel like that's helpful, too. So like yeah. Here. No, I, I wish I did. I, I, I really don't we've we've gone through this we've done so much work with this particular area in our relationship that i feel like anything that i would have wanted you to do better i've been pretty open about you know needing yeah but yeah i guess the goal with this episode is just to be transparent about the fact that these things exist that a people that are in relationships obviously do go through shit and mental health is a very important element of that that oftentimes couples whether um, they are going through it don't really feel safe to talk about openly which is why oftentimes it seems like people just don't navigate this or they are living within the context of still stigmatizing mental health conversations within themselves and within their relationship so they don't have them and as I talk on the show about things that I'm going through and how I'm navigating everything I really wanted to showcase this part of my life as well because it is so important and you know it is supplemental and it is very helpful with the things that I've been going through and how I was able to get out of things and how I got into things to begin with and you know um, the journey you know the journey and and how complicated it is and um, how human it is I want to humanize these kinds of conversations Mm -hmm. and I want people to feel you know like if this is something that they're going through alone in the dark with their partner and that nobody else knows about it there's nothing inherently wrong with them you know that they're not failing or something they're just humans mm-hmm. you know yeah so any any parting thoughts um anything you want to drive home this uh, yeah i mean i think i think uh, you know it's it's the yeah, I think whether it's our own mental health journeys or sort of the the shared journey that you go on together in a relationship um, with mental health, you know, I think 
it's interesting right now to sort of be on the other side of a lot of the uh, the psychological suffering that we both had to go through uh, in 2019 and realizing that, you know, as much as while you're in those challenging times and while you're in that suffering, you kind of just want it to end. It's also that very suffering that makes you the person that you are um, in this moment or, you know, maybe the suffering that you're going through now is what's going to make you who you are six months from now. And, you know, it really... To me, a lot of that suffering, even though it's at our own hand and even though we probably, it's probably a lot of it's probably unnecessary almost like it's just we do it to ourselves. It's just too much. Uh, At some level, though, it's exactly what we need to grow because it's exactly uh, the very places that we're holding on. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And that's that's where life is challenging us. And, you know, sometimes I say that and it feels very spiritual, right? Like like God is doing this or the universe or whatever word you use to describe sort of something bigger than us. But I think that statement can be appreciated without the need for some sort of supernatural force or whatever. It's just like, Hey, exactly where you are in life is exactly where you are. So all the, all the great attributes that you have and all the traumas that you have that are unhealed and all the healed traumas and, and all those different variables, uh, you know, colliding with the external world at this very moment is what's creating your experience. And oftentimes there's a lot of unresolved things that life is forcing us to face now. Uh, So, you know, the suffering is hard and unavoidable and oftentimes not what we want, but it's what we need. And it's what helps us to, to grow there. That's where all the learning is not, not in the good moments. I mean, of course, we appreciate the good moments while they're there, but um, I think it's the suffering that that makes us who we are. And um, yeah, the last thing I would say is like, you know, if you are going through something and you're listening to this, you know, this too shall pass. That's always, I think, what I try to remind myself of. And that's that's true for the bad moments. It's true for the good moments, right? This is all transitory anyway. And I think we're just trying to learn something about ourselves along the way. Yeah. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. Uh, thank you for being on the show again. Of course. You can have me back anytime. <laughs> well, uh, if y'all want Frank to come back on the show, just, you know, hit me up on Instagram and request. If I get enough requests, then I'll, I'll invite you back. All right, well, your people, you know, have your people reach out to my people. <laughs> and we'll see we'll see if we can make that happen. But I'm very busy these days. Um, Love you. <laughs> I love you, babe. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Um, For those of you listening, thank you for turning into another episode. I will chat with you all next week, and I'm sending you lots of love, light, and good vibes.